From Outside's Healthy Living Group, this is HLG's Talk Healthy Today podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Davis. It's Valentine's Day, so I am doing something special. We are having a regular episode of Talk Healthy Today with one of our regular guests, a fantastic Christine Hornick. She's going to be talking about hormones, how to reset your hormones, and her fantastic 21-day hormone reset. Now, after that, for Valentine's Day, I have a great interview with the wonderful Erin McDonald. She's a registered dietitian. She's the registered dietitian for Clean Eating Magazine. And she also did all of the recipes that she she created for my book, Clean Eating Dirty Sex. So we have an in-depth conversation about foods that are good for your sexual health, what you're going to find in Clean Eating Dirty Sex, and so much more. So make sure that when you finish Christine's fabulous episode, that you stick around for some extra fun, informative, and great information to enhance your overall health and your sexual health. Okay, let's go. Is anyone else wondering what is going on with their hormones, whether you're a young woman or whether you're middle-aged or getting older? Our hormones do shift and they do affect so many different aspects of our health and our lives. And here, once again, is a fantastic Christine Hornick, an award-winning chemist and three-time champion fitness competitor, nutrition and exercise expert since founding her company, Gage Life, in 2013. Christine has helped approximately 40,000 women transform their bodies and switch to a body-positive self-image. Her YouTube channel has over 25 million views. Christine has received awards from the American Chemical Society and was published in the American Institute of Chemical Engineers. Christine was part of the team that created Time Magazine's Invention of the Year for her work in the biotech field. Christine, welcome back to Talk Healthy Today. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so thrilled to announce that Christine is going to be a regular contributor to Talk Healthy today. She has so much knowledge and she is so amazing at what she does. Speaking about what she does, she has a hormone reset we're going to be talking about, but we're going to kind of jump into like, what exactly does that mean? How do you reset your hormones? Why do you want to reset them? When do you want to reset them? The whole thing. So jump right in, Christine. Tell us about this hormone reset. So when it comes to resetting your hormones, a lot of people don't realize that hormones dictate whether or not your body is going to burn fat or hold on to it. And that's very important. And we have grown so accustomed to just accepting the fate of our bodies and accepting that that's just going to boil down to genetics. And the reality is, you know, belly fat is just one of those most challenging issues for women and the underlying reasons for it. And I talked about this a lot on my YouTube channel about belly types. And, you know, you could have a bloated torso, a weight gain related torso, or it could be hormonal. And I've worked with just far too many women who have just been literally stuck. They are eating healthy. They are exercising regularly. They are doing the things, but they just have this fat that will not go away. And that's kind of like the essence of my, you know, hormone reset protocol. It's to address hormonal belly because, you know, there are some things that cause the body to hold on to fat in that lower abdomen region. And it is related to hormones. I'm thinking of uh, perimenopause Mm -hmm. and menopause, but is this for women even younger? It is actually. So right off the bat, perimenopause and menopause are the first to come to mind. And it definitely is applicable in that department. However, this is also for women with insulin resistance high cortisol levels, 
estrogen dominance, PCOS, leptin resistance, extreme levels of PMS, as well as thyroid issues. What are some of the symptoms that women will have in addition to that stubborn lower belly fat? So I'll see women dealing with headaches and migraines, bloating and water retention, weight gain concentrated more in the hip, butt, and thighs. And the reality is, yeah, hip, butt, and thighs, as well as the lower belly. And it's because high levels of estrogen, it will stimulate the fat cells to store more fat, specifically in those regions. It can also be fibroids in the breast tissue, fibroids in the uterus, endometriosis, ovarian cysts. It could be acne, oily skin and hair, breast tenderness and pain, um, sorry, fibrocystic breasts, mood swings, hair loss, heavy periods, irregular periods, painful cramping, and, you know, the list goes on. And the thing is, one of the biggest signs is, you know, when you no longer get your period on a regular basis. And so many women don't think too much of it. They're like, oh, I'm just... I just, yeah, I skipped my period or, oh, I'm a little late. I'm a little early. That means something. That's, that's actually a very good indicator of health when you are getting it regularly. And if you're not, and I've had clients who were underweight, not getting it. So it's not just an overweight thing, if that makes sense. Right. Time you're not getting it on a regular basis. It means your body's not prime and ideal for fertility. And if your body's not healthy in a fertility perspective, there's something off. You know what I'm saying? Right. um, I just think that we need to pay closer attention to this because, you know, the reality is if you've been making solid efforts to lose weight and no matter what you do, you cannot budge. It may be your body telling you that it's time for a detox. And for instance, I'm not big on the word detox. So I kind of cringe a little bit, just even the fact that I'm saying it out loud. (laughs) And the reason I say that is because we tend to think of detoxing as like a poorly designed crash diet. This is not what that is. This type of detox is to free your body from being bombarded with excess caffeine, alcohol, sugar, and to support optimal hormone function. And a lot of ladies who are doing this plan, they're shocked that I have them eating way more calories. They are feeling nourished. They're being satisfied. I've had so just this morning, I had somebody text me saying she literally lost eight pounds in the first week. And I know that number sounds insane, but you like, you'd have to look at the pictures firsthand because it's, it's a little bit of it water retention probably. But the thing is the body is just releasing all of this, these toxins. And I focus a lot of my nutrition around liver function. A lot of people dealing with thyroid issues, dealing with these imbalances, don't understand how important it is to have a optimally function, functioning liver. So it sounds like it starts with food. Oh yeah. Yeah. The nutrition is, is a really huge piece of, of the puzzle. And what I have people doing is it's not only is it a hormonal reset, it's more like a metabolic reset. And I feel like ladies are so terrified to eat more. They're like, especially when they're trying to lose weight, they're like, they're like, am I going to gain weight? Am I going to blow up? Am I going to, and I'm like, you have to listen to me here. Your body needs nutrients to balance your hormones. And when you go in these caloric deficits and these 1200 calorie diets, if not less, because a lot of these detoxes and cleanses are even like all liquid diets, even less than that, your body is not getting the nutrients you need to reset. And that 
puts your body in this hormonal deficit. And it ta- it's taking a lot of re-education of how the body works. And, and a lot of ladies are scared, but they trust me because, you know, they've seen my videos, they've seen my results, they know it's sound science, but still there's this thing in the back of our mind as women where we're scared. We don't want to gain weight. We don't want to blow up. But the thing is, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think that fear is so ingrained. It's the same way people have been afraid for years. You say the word fat and thinking about how, you know, you say, no, no, but it's healthy fat. Where do you see fat playing into all this, like healthy fat? Yeah, it's it's um, a really good question because in order to address hormone imbalances with real whole food, um, dietary fat is a big nutrient deficiency. And you know, fat helps create, you know, the hormones that we need. And this program is definitely like higher in dietary fats, avocado, nuts, seeds, uh, salmon, things of that nature. But I'm really careful about the sources of dietary fat I introduce in this plan specifically. Um, typically I'm a huge fan of red meat. I have no issue with it, but I've eliminated red meat from this plan, for instance. And the reason for it is because you know, the quality and source of red meat can be very questionable, you know, and not everybody is buying pasture raised, grass fed, organic, you know, and that can be cost prohibitive for some. Yes. So I, I like, again, I was trying to like, let people know, you know, it's not that red meat is bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, we have to really scrutinize the sources because you know, red meat, like you don't know what type of hormones they're injecting into those cows because, you know, it's actually really crazy if you think that of the hormones that are in the foods that we are eating. It's actually quite scary if you think about it. So a lot of the protein sources are focused around eggs, uh, chicken, and fish. Um, I think I have turkey in there. I have a little bit of turkey. But um, because I've had so many people excited about it, so many people have asked me to make a plant-based version as well. Um, and focusing on resetting the hormones from a plant-based perspective is actually going to be a big challenge for me because, you know, we're going slightly higher in fat, lower in carb and higher in protein. And right away, when you introduce plants, the first thing that goes up is the carbohydrates. A lot of people think that plant-based lifestyles are quote unquote better for you. And there's value to plants. Don't get me wrong. There's value. They're great source of fiber, but the problem is, they they introduce a lot of carbohydrates. So you have to be very strategic and tactical about how you do so when it comes to plants. So what plants do you recommend in your plan? So um, I'm a huge fan of the cruciferous vegetables. Um, The cruciferous vegetables contain an ingredient that I've been just so ecstatic about. The first time I talked about this ingredient on my YouTube channel was in 2017 when I did this series on PCOS and there's an ingredient in there called indole-3-carbonyl and it's a phytochemical that's naturally occurring in Brussels sprouts, cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower and when taken in concentrated doses, which I actually came out with an IC3 concentrated tablet um, this year, um, it just launched about like maybe two weeks ago. it has phenomenal benefits for estrogen metabolism. And here's the thing. So when people are menstruating regularly, when all that, when, when all that stuff leaves your body, you know, that's excess estrogens leaving your body. Now, when you're not having your cycle regularly, all those extra, excess estrogens 
are circulating through your blood. And high estrogen, even relative to progesterone, that causes fat gain. So if you're not, you know, ovulating regularly, like it's an issue. And the beauty of IC3 is it supports estrogen metabolism. So it allows your body to detox it out naturally with, with even it, whether or not you're having a period. So if you're not having your period, it's going to detox it out through your feces. And a lot of people don't know that. And the thing is like, that's a very common problem. It's an easy fix and women feel significantly better. And I'm overall extremely disappointed in medical doctors right now because the first thing is they want to put women on birth control to regulate their hormones, like people of perimenopausal age. And it's like, you know, they don't really need to be on it, but like they're only throwing one solution at it. And I have women in their, well into their fifties, their husbands are fixed. <laughs> like they, We're not making babies. Right. And they don't even know why they're on it. I'm like, if you don't mind my asking, like, do you know why you're on birth control? Like, honestly, no, because I was having like hot flashes, but I'm like, that's it. <laughs> like, do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy because the very things that doctors are prescribing women to, to, you know, solve some of the symptoms of menopause is actually stopping the core of what you need to drop body fat. Do you know what right. I mean? Yes. So it, it's very, it's a very challenging map to navigate for a lot of women. And a lot of people leave their OBGYN or their doctor frustrated in tears. I'm sure you've, you've seen that with your audience as well. Yeah, it is so incredibly frustrating. It's such a narrow box, mm-hmm. right? Like, here's some medication, see you later. Mm-hmm. Not looking deeper and not getting that education as part of their training, which I've mentioned many yeah. times on the show, that any doctors that I've had on the program have had to go out on their own oh, for and sure. learn about mm-hmm. nutrition yeah. and kind of lean more to the holistic side or the functional side. Mm-hmm. Because you gotta, we have to look at ourselves. We have to look at ourselves as whole people, right, and not just one thing. Yeah, and the problem is, so many of these women, they're like, okay, the doctors tell them, okay, lose weight. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what does that mean? How should I be eating? Oh, eat healthy, eat more plants, eat this. But like, what does that mean? Do you know what I'm saying? What? How many grams of fiber per day are you talking about? How many grams of protein per pound of body weight? How much dietary? Like people really want actual answers. And the thing is, um, some some folks aren't big on tracking macros and whatnot and, you know, to each their own. But the thing is, if you have to balance something, if you if there's some sort of issue, macros is one of the f- most phenomenal tools because it allows you to quantify where we're going, what we're doing, what those ratios are. And the thing is, do you need to eat that way forever? No, but it at least puts you in the ballpark range. So you have a functional range of how much protein my body needs per day. How much fiber do I need per day? Where should I be for my sugar? What types of carbs should I be eating? And I think that people need boundaries. People need boundaries. And the thing is, a lot of people look at tracking macros as like, oh, this is a punishment. Oh my gosh, this is so strict. Honestly, it's not strict. It's about giving your body, it's aligning your body with what you need. And when you're aligned with what you need, you actually feel better. It's not like a, 
it's not set up to make you feel like feel worse. It's not set up to starve you. It's set up so you're, you can feel whole, so you can sleep better, so you can have brain functions, you have energy to work out. So you have, you know, a good libido, so you're not fatigued. So you are, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And it's just part of this re-education piece that I'm constantly, I feel like I'm repeating myself all the time, but then once people start like, you know, really listening and following, they're like, why have I not done this sooner? Why have I not like actually taken the time to feed my body what it needs? And that's when like the light bulb goes off for a lot of people. Hi, it's Lisa. Just wanted to pop in real quick and just say, I am doing a book giveaway for my book, Clean Eating, Dirty Sex. It's a cookbook, a memoir, a healthy lifestyle guide. It's not about dirty sex. It's a play on words. And anyway, it's really about overall health. All you have to do to enter is just sign up for my monthly newsletter. It takes a second. Just your name, boom. Your email, boom. And you're going to get great information, great tips, great recipes in the newsletters, as well as find out some big, exciting things that I have coming up that you don't want to miss. So go to lisadavismph.com today. All right, back to the show. Yeah, and it makes such a huge difference. I like knowing what I'm supposed to eat. I think it makes things easier. I'm curious, with your hormone reset, you might have a woman who's 5'10 and 180, and you might have a woman who's 5'2 and 100. And maybe she's not trying to lose weight, but she just wants to feel better, right? Mm-hmm. And will they get their own, will they be told how many macros they need of each thing? Because they're different body types, they're different weights, that kind of thing. So the program is broken down into different phases, and there's instructions for how to follow the protocol based off of your starting point. Oh, great. Yeah. So it's a modifiable, interchangeable type of a type of a program. Now, what if women are listening who don't want to lose weight, but they still feel like their hormones are out of balance? So for, for folks in, in that um, category, you know, I call that in, in the beginning of the plan, people looking for a lifestyle change. So that's for people who've just been low energy. You basically have given up on yourself. You've been feeling hopeless. And um, within that, I do ask people to stay in phase one of the programs. It's broken down into three phases. And from there, the thing is you might lose a little bit of weight. Um, it's not meant to be like the type of weight to make you smaller, but you're really going to be losing bloat. You're going to be losing a lot of inflammation. You're not, you're not going to be losing any of the good stuff. Losing your, your glutes. You're not going to be losing your muscle. It's just going to really take that inflammation down. It's, It's the biggest place where women are seeing the changes, honestly, it's in the abdomen. It's in the abdomen, especially lower abdomen. And uh, everyone I've talked to so far is just thrilled <laughs> to be just feeling this relief. And not only the relief, but you're just feeling better. Like, again, this is not a low calorie, like crash diet by any means. And I feel like a lot of women have like a renewed hope in the sense that I can eat real food. I can feel good again. I cannot, you know, cause the thing is who wants to be eating like uh, diet food forever? Do you know what I'm saying? Like you know, the, the portions are generous. Like you feel like a whole person. And the thing is, once you close that gap and giving your body the nutrients you need that you've been missing, it's just a shock of how responsive your body is once you do that. Now for people who have nut allergies or sensitivities, are, are they still able to do the program? 
Yeah, um, there, there are substitutions. And I made the program very, very simple with regard to the ingredients. The, the, me- the recipes are great, but there's a lot of simplicity in it, which um, you guys will see. And I talk about it a lot on my YouTube channel. I even did a video recently on a full day of eating on this plan. So people oh, great. see me cooking through the food, what it actually looks like, what the portions actually look like. I demonstrated how many recipes demonstrated at least like three or four of them in that video, like real food, like in the kitchen with me. Like, so people can get a feel for what I'm talking about. What's your YouTube channel? My YouTube channel is gauge girl training. Okay. Yes. Gauge girl training, G A U G E G I R L training. And I think I checked this morning. I believe I have like 875 videos there now. I'm like getting so close to 900. There's just so many videos and uh, I, I I love making YouTube videos. It makes me so happy. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. I know. It's so fun. I love doing stuff. I, I need to do more. I used to do a show called What's Hot in Health with Lisa Davis, which is really fun because I'm kind of a goof, And but you're still learning and you're still yeah. having fun. And I break into song, which sometimes I do here, but not, not quite as much of on, <laughs> a little more serious uh, on video. Can you take us through a little bit of, of the food, what you see during the day? And I do encourage everyone to go check you out on your YouTube as well? In a full day, I mean, a lot of the the proteins, again, they're going to be things like chicken thighs, um, whole eggs, ground turkey, ground chicken, smoked salmon, salmon, collagen. Um, From the carbs perspective, I do provide carbohydrates as part of a pre-workout. I do use low sugar carbs. I have blueberries in there. I have a little bit of green apple, some peaches, cherries, strawberries, but I stick more to the low sugar fruit end of the spectrum. You're not really going to be seeing like banana or pineapple, mango, the, the higher sugar fruit that's not in there. Um, you're going to be seeing lots of vegetables, butternut, squash, kale, spinach, cauliflower, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, carrots, string beans, zucchini, um, things of that nature. But um, the And then a lot of healthy fats. I have like full-fat coconut milk. I have almond milk, chia seeds, hemp seeds, sunflower seeds, um, coconut, pumpkin seeds, almonds, almond butter, avocado, just all the delicious goodness in there. And yeah, so I mean, it's broken up and there's like a pre-workout, a post-workout, and then three full meals, like a breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, that's great. Is there any dark chocolate allowed? And I mean like dark, like 80%, 85% where the sugar's really low? Um, I didn't intentionally include it just because this is more meant to be like, I'm trying to keep the sugars down from, from a lifestyle perspective. Absolutely. I'm all for that. But for this, cause we're really trying to reset. I have people giving up coffee. Um, and people like it's been this big discussion in my private Facebook group, but, um, coffee is one of those things that it messes with your hormones. And especially if you have, um, fibroids or cysts in your uterus or in your breasts, um, it does cause cyst and fibroid growth. Now, those things are technically benign, but if you're prone to those issues, caffeine does accelerate the growth. It's like a scientific fact. I actually have a whole detailed YouTube video on that. So if you are not susceptible to those things, I still encourage people to keep the caffeine lower, you know, like maximum one cup a day. Um, another thing I have people eliminating is alcohol. It's most, most of my you know clients and community, they're used to me having them cut out alcohol from a fat loss perspective, but from 
a hormone balancing perspective, alcohol raises estrogen um, in, in women and men. It also, alcohol also lowers testosterone. So it's, if you have estrogen dominance, paramenopause, menopause, anything in that wheelhouse, dude, alcohol is just, people think of alcohol being bad from a calorie perspective, right? But it's so much more than just the calories. You know, it's a toxin, it's a poison, it boosts estrogen, lowers testosterone, it pauses your ability to lose fat for 48 to 72 hours. Like it's not just the calories, you know, it's, it's just one of the worst possible things that you can be including if you're really serious about a goal, like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm a realist with people. And from a lifestyle perspective, I try to tell my clients, like, look, keep it to once a week for life. Do you know what I'm saying? You shouldn't be, you need wine just because it's Tuesday. You know, <laughs> no, it needs to be like a, you know, maybe it's your anniversary. It's a birthday. It's a special occasion, that type of thing. Uh, Cause I'm, I'm an advocate for balance, but at the same time, if you actually have a, a functional health problem, you really have to seriously reconsider whether or not that's aligned with your goals. All right. So you don't want any extra estrogen. Correct. Yes. Okay. And expand on that a little bit. That that has to do with body fat, right? It does have to do with body fat, but the problem is it comes down to estrogen dominance, which also occurs during perimenopause and menopause. Because a lot of women think, well, my estrogen levels are low. I'm not getting my period anymore. Like, you know, that happens during that phase of life, but they can still be high relative to progesterone. And I've had so many women whose hot flashes have gotten under control, who have gotten off of you know, birth control, like again, these women who don't even need to be on it and, you know, are just, it's just more stable. And the IC3 is a really big component of that. The IC3 supplement that I have people taking because, um, the dosage of my IC3 is, I believe it's 300 milligrams per serving for one capsule. Now one cup of Brussels sprouts is 5.6 milligrams of IC3. Like you have to think about the amount of Brussels sprouts you would need to eat to get that. And the thing is, if you look at my supplement line on Gage Life, I'm not here trying to throw pills at people like left and right, upside down. Like I don't have fat burners. I don't have all like, I believe that a lot of stuff can be solved through real whole food, but there's a time and place where the amount of food you would need to eat is just an, it's impractical. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, you know, with, with the protein supplements, for example, you know, some people, like if I have your goal between hundred and 150 grams per day, that's a lot of protein for the average person who's not used to, not used to that. So it's a lot easier for some people to just make themselves a, a smoothie for a convenient lifestyle. Likewise with this IC3, the, I, I'm not going to have somebody eating six pounds of Brussels sprout today. Like that, that's just, a, no one will want to be in a room with them. Exactly. They're going to be miserable. So there, there's a time and place where it makes sense to do some certain things in a supplement form. Yeah, I agree. I, I, my husband and I are both really good at eating a big salad every day with a lot of cabbage, both uh, green and red, and broccoli slaw, which the one I buy is organic. It does have a little bit of carrot, but it's so minimal. It's yeah. mostly just chopped up broccoli. And then I have this, uh, this dressing I got that's olive oil base with lemon and ginger and turmeric. And Wonderful. It's really good. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah, and sometimes I'll put chicken in it or shrimp or, you know, turkey or something. Those are all really, really good ingredients that you guys are consuming. That's awesome. And the thing is, um, men can experience estrogen dominance as well. It's it's crazy. And, you know, a lot of this is targeted towards women, which it which this whole plan is for women. But, you know, men who start having, like, excess breast tissue, you know, like, and start, you know, with age, their testosterone levels drop, their estrogen goes up a little bit. And, you know, men have these issues as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, how long is the plan? It's technically a 21-day program. However, it is adaptable that it could be be followed for six weeks or even longer, especially if you want it more on a lifestyle perspective. But um, most folks will see extreme benefits after just 21 days. Most uh, So far, because I just launched it a week ago, most people who they've only been on it a week, they're like going bananas, like, you know, with, with their, their progress that they've, ex- they've received. It's not so much even just about the weight loss, Lisa. It's the fact that they were stuck in plateaus. You, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're in a plateau, you're trying to lose weight and you're not. And people are just so pleasantly surprised that you know, eating more not only resets your hormones, it boosts your metabolism. And it's it's done in a very carefully calculated way so that it makes, you know, actual sense. And what about your fitness with this program? Should you be doing more, less? Actually, you should be doing less because I did the seven-day detox phase myself. And I was only, I did three cardio sessions and three weight training sessions. And that's actually less for me because like I typically try to go like every day, like at least six days a week and I like, try to walk daily. But so I only did three sessions and my sessions were shorter and I, I was still just dropping like, like crazy. So it, okay. it's your intended to work out a little bit less. Yeah. Tell us about the different phases. So the first phase is, is seven days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's phase, more of the- yeah. Each phase is a week. Yeah. Each phase oh. is a week. And however, it can be followed longer depending on what your starting point is. And I have all of that outlined um, in the within the context of the plan, explaining how long you should follow each phase. Some people will do better on the phases for two weeks. I, I explain what duration you should follow it and why. I think it's so important too to, to get- that message about eating enough, eating more. Yes, yes. As a woman who are doing the old-fashioned dieting, that is so damaging. It is. And I just, I, I find that there's a time and place to, you know, cut body fat. There's a, there's a time and place for it. But I feel like it gets to a point where, you know, if you're not really getting anywhere and you're losing the same 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 pounds over and over and over again, like, there's something wrong. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? There's got to be a better way. There has to be a better way that's more sustainable. And, you know, my message at the end of the day, it's about sustainability. It's about how can you actually, you know, move away from this black and white all or nothing and find something that makes actual sense, like <laughs> that you can stick to for the long term. Yeah, and the foods you talk about are all foods that I love. Yeah, and it sounds like the recipes are great. Yeah, there I, I made I made a lot of effort to make sure that the recipes I put together were just simple but taste good. You know, like and a lot of people feel like you know proud of their culinary skills because you know I think that a lot of women get really frustrated in the kitchen. They don't even know what to cook anymore. Some people just get to the point where like they want to be told what to do. 
you know, where like, they're like, okay, I don't want to mess this up. Just, just tell me what to do. And, you know, this is really good for people who want that reassurance, who want just the, the details and the, um, the instruction for how to be eating. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, Christine, was there anything else you wanted to add today? No, um, you guys can check out, um, you know, more information. I talk about this a lot on YouTube. I go really in depth about this on my YouTube channel, but you guys can check it out on my website on gaugegirltraining.com. It also, there is a supplement stack on my other site, gaugelife.com. If you guys want to check that out as well. And, uh, that one is selling out so fast. I'm just, I'm like overwhelmed. It's, it's a good problem to have, but, um, people are just going nuts over it. So I really appreciate the opportunity to, to talk, to share it with your listeners today. Oh, absolutely. I can't wait to have you back. Thanks, Christine. Thank you. Bye now. Stay tuned. We're going to jump right into my interview with Aaron McDonald. You rock girl. She's amazing. Talking all about sexual health and food and fun and happy Valentine's Day. Enjoy. From Outside's Healthy Living Group, this is HLG's Talk Healthy Today podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Davis. Here on the show, we really try to emphasize using food as medicine. So I decided that after being in health media since 1998, yes, it's been a long time that I've been in this uh, business and I love it. I wanted to write a book and I wanted to interview top experts in a field. And I thought, what is a great thing that no one really talks about that we can actually improve through better eating. And I thought sex, sexual health is a big deal. And there are so many great ways to enhance your sexual health, to enhance your connection. So today I'm going to be joined by the wonderful Erin McDonald, RDN. She did the recipes for my book, Clean Eating, Dirty Sex, Sensual Superfoods and Aphrodisiac Practices for Ultimate Sexual Health and Connection. Erin, so glad you're joining me for this. Thank you so much for having me. I am thrilled to be on. Well, we're going to have some fun. You know, first of all, I always have to tell people that the book is not about dirty sex. It's a play on words, clean, dirty. I thought it was funny. Uh, So I really want to emphasize that. And, you know, Erin, you've read the book and you know, you saw it really is about how to connect with your partner. Uh, It does obviously have information about sex and information about positions and about, you know, how to give yourself pleasure. But it's written in a very uh, informative way, an interesting way. Uh, I would say it's very far from dirty, but very good in terms of really helping you have a fulfilling sex life, wouldn't you say? I absolutely agree, and I think that's the thing that most people forget about is the sense of connection. You know, you really want to be connected with your partner in order to be able to have a more fulfilling sex life, to have something that's more meaningful and more passionate and good good for both, you know, both parties. It's so true. You know, I just want to mention some of the people I interviewed for this book. Susan Seminelli is wonderful. She has fantastic skincare products, and she's written a great book. Uh, and she's really big on using food, uh, not only, you know, for your overall healing, but the way that it affects our skin. Michael Clapper, he's an MD. Tess Masters is a smoothie gal. Jake Panasavage has been on the show. He does yoga. We talk about partner yoga. We've probably all heard of Kelly Ambertucci, MD. She's a bone broth woman. Uh, as a matter of fact, Aaron, you and I were talking about bone broth and what a great thing it is. And that has to do with uh, our not only our beauty, but the way our body works and our gut. There's so many different things. So when I came to you and I said, I want you to create recipes that are going to enhance sexual health, did it surprise you or were you like, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense? Oh, it totally makes sense. Absolutely. Because yeah. food 
is healing. Food is medicine. And, food, you know, I always tell people food can either be the greatest medicine or the worst poison. So if we want to be healthier, have less inflammation in our bodies, feel better, have more energy, better blood flow, that's going to all stem from what you put in your body. That's food. And we've got to start from a place of looking at food as medicine. Food is going to heal your body, make you feel better. And heck, yeah, if you're feeling better, (laughs) you have more energy and you have better blood flow, you're going to have a definitely better sex life. Yeah, and so, you know, one of the things that we look at in the book is we look at different foods, different types of foods, and then we also look at that some happen to be more like, let's say, nature's Viagra instead of taking your Viagra. And there's also some natural uh, antidepressants, and, and these are all wonderful whole foods and natural foods, and it's so great that Aaron was able to put them into such delicious recipes, which we will talk about shortly. And, you know, speaking of Viagra, I interviewed uh, for the book Dr. Dudley Danoff, who is a wonderful urologist uh, out of UC. LA and he talked about how sometimes they'll see a man who or this oftentimes happens who is overweight hasn't exercised in years eats a bunch of crap and he'll say I'm going to give you this Cialis or this Viagra as a bridge but I want you to make some lifestyle changes and he said when they do when they lose weight when they start eating better they come back and say you're right I don't need that medication and I think it can make such a difference also Drew Manning who I'm a huge fan of oh my gosh I don't know if you know him but he is awesome fit to fat to fit he's a personal trainer been on talk healthy today he also has his own podcast uh, fit to fat to fit he gained 75 pounds on purpose because he felt like he just wasn't getting it he'd been athletic his whole life and he's working with people who are out of shape and he'd be like just eat this don't eat that just do this and he's like why isn't this working so he gained 75 pounds and he realized how addictive the processed food is he said uh, like some of the cereals that you have and he was you know people think oh did you just eat donuts all day he's like no i just ate the standard american diet full of highly processed junk right Aaron I mean it it's amazing what can happen and how your taste buds start to change and they crave that and how hard it was for him to to lose all the weight and get back in shape which he did but that was a pretty I don't know that's a pretty tough experiment <laughs> but it, it also his sexual health went down the drain when he was uh you know eating all that food oh I agree 100 percent and the, the standard American diet is not healthy period end of story you know because yes. what is the standard American diet it's full of refined white grains, lots of grains in general, uh, lots of sugar, lots of bad fats. It's not balanced. So when you eat a meal, it's usually a very, very high carbohydrate meal, low in protein, low in fat, hardly enough fruits and vegetables that come in your, you know, on your daily meal intake. And it's just so overly processed and you know when you get something overly processed it's devoid of important vitamins and minerals you're not getting these anti-inflammatory compounds that you can get naturally from fruits and vegetables and beans and legumes and whole grains and healthy fats so you walk around feeling fed even overfed but completely undernourished and sick and poor energy and brain fog i mean Stop me if you've, you know, heard this one before, but, you know, (laughs) people are walking around over fat and undernourished 
and they feel yeah. awful. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because I when you sp- say overfat and undernourished, I immediately think of Joe Cross, who a lot of people are familiar with, who did Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead 1 and 2. Uh, and he also did I know, a wonderful documentary that had to do with kids' lunch at school and just how crappy it is. And I'm just such a huge fan. So he wrote the foreword, which was such a thrill for me because I absolutely love Joe. And that was where he was at before he, you know, he changed his life. And I think, and he also talked about, you know, the difference in, in your sex life and your sex drive and just when you don't have energy and you feel bad about yourself too. And I don't even, you know, I don't want to, I don't like to focus too much on, you know, well, if you're overweight, you're this or that, or this, you know, in terms of a looks thing, because I think we're all different shapes and sizes. I think if we're moving our bodies and we're trying to eat healthy, I think that's what counts. Cause I feel like I don't want women to feel like, oh, I have to be a certain size or I have to be this. Cause there's so much of that, right? So it's like this delicate delicate dance wouldn't you say Aaron of not making people feel bad but also wanting them to be healthy like I find that to be tricky for me sometimes absolutely and body size is very individualized you know you don't have to look yeah. and be a certain size and shape to be quote-unquote healthy because you can start off at a larger body size and in an unhealthy state and as long as you're making the changes in your life to become a healthier person, which includes eating right, moving your body, dealing with your stress, getting better sleep, being a happier person. As long as you're you know, doing the steps it takes to become a healthier person, your body's not going to shift overnight. You're not going to go from a 300-pound person to a 175-pound man overnight. You're just not. But if you're doing all the things that make you healthier, even if your body size isn't where you ideally would like it to be, but it is going in that direction, that's great. I'm thrilled for that. I mean, I don't believe everyone has to look exactly the same size because that doesn't make any sense. But again, if you're doing all the things to make you healthier, mind, body, and spirit, you it doesn't, it's regardless of what your body looks like because your body will, is a, it's in a state of flux. It's in a state of motion and a yes. constant state of change. As long as you're constantly working on things, you're, you're becoming a healthier person, and the end result is you're going to feel amazing in everything. You're going to have better brain clarity. You're going to have more energy. You're going to sleep better. You're going to be a happier person. And heck, when you're a happier person, you want to do more things. You want to have more sex. You want to be more connected to your partner. Oh, definitely. And, you know, for women, too, it's tricky. I mean, I think I'm, you know, I'm between, I'm 5'10", I'm between a size 10 and 12. I love my curves. I exercise regularly. I eat clean. Um, But, you know, I can get hung up that I have cellulite or I can get hung up on this and that. And that's where I think it's dangerous, right? Because I want women to embrace their sexuality and their sensuality and, you know, do things that make them feel sexy and get out of the mindset that, you know, we have to look a certain way, right? Because I I am very um I feel like I'm a very sensual person and I'm trying to do things that connect with my partner so it takes my mind off my thighs you know, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say Erin <laughs> absolutely you know and part of the problem is is in today's society we are constantly That's bombarded terrible. with social media and the images yep. of what's considered perfect or ideal and we need to stop looking at those and look at ourselves and saying I love myself, 
And what do I love about me? I love certain parts of my body because of, you know, and fill in the blank. Learn to love the body that you have. If you feel you want to make slight changes to your body that, you know, you know you can do something a little bit different, that's okay too. But don't look at other things out there, other people's bodies, and go, I have to look like her. No, you have to look at the look at the. Be the best version of yourself and learn to love your body because that's the body that you were given. If you, know, if you feel that you've done wrong to your body by not eating properly and not exercising and not getting enough sleep and there's room for improvement, I'm okay with that. But oh, totally. not comparing yourself to somebody else's version of ideal is so important because it's all about loving yourself, loving the body that you have, feeling great in the body that you have. And if that means you need to work on it in some way, shape, or form, I'm okay with that, but never, ever, ever compare yourself to anybody else. Yeah, I totally agree. And I have to say, just getting back into the Clean Eating Dirty Sex book, I'm really proud of it because I think that it really does that. It helps you to feel better about yourself, get more in touch with your sexuality, and connect with your partner. And it also, you know, even if you're not interested in sex, if you get this book, if you just eat the way we tell, you know, we recommend, you're going to feel so much better. You know, that's what's so funny to me. It's like, it's really a book just about healthy living in general, but it happens to have a focus on sexual health which I think is important. And when you make these changes and you eat these delicious foods, we're going to talk about in a moment, so I tease it a little bit, uh, you know, you're going to feel better. And I wanted to jump into some of these. So I mentioned that there was some different categories. So I mentioned uh, the natural antidepressants. Some of those are avocados, cayenne, dark chocolate, strawberries. I mean, bring them on. Uh, natural hormone balancing foods, almonds, bone broth, sauerkraut, uh, some of the Foods for increasing stamina, apples, bananas, shrimp. I mean, I'm going to let people get the book, but there's so many great things. I mean, like I said, bring on the dark chocolate and the avocados and the cayenne and the strawberries, and I'm a happy camper. Erin, talk to us about how you developed these recipes. Once we went over and we got the list of foods and we did the research, this is like scientifically backed stuff here. Um, How did you go ahead? You know, I want to hear your process of how you put it all together and make such delicious recipes. Well, thank you. Well, we divided the recipes into different categories. So I started based on the different categories. We've got the erotic entrees. We have breakfast Mm. in bed. We have seductive sides, sensual smoothies, and down and dirty desserts. And, you know, I'm I'm all for a play on words. So I love categories that really (laughs) grab grab my attention. So, you know, for for things like breakfast in bed, because, of course, you know, the first thing that you wake up and do is want to have breakfast. And there's nothing better than breakfast in bed and maybe feeding each other. And you want to start your day off with a lot of energy. So, you know, I looked at things by categories. And, of course, I looked at all the foods that were, you know, on the list. And really, all the foods that were on the list for, you know, better stamina and better blood flow and better health and energy are the same things I'm going to recommend for anybody to feel better about any part of their body, you know, whether it's improving heart health or, you know, lowering blood pressure and lowering inflammation. They, these, all these foods cross many party lines. So, but what I tried to do is look at them and go, okay, how many different of these foods can I literally get into one recipe? Because it's not just like, oh, asparagus. Okay, we're only going to feature asparagus in this recipe. No, it's going to have layers and layers of of different ingredients. So really it's building on how many different ingredients could I put in one recipe so you're getting the best bang for your buck. And I'm 
all about flavor. For me, if something is plain, I don't care how good it is for you, that is just boring. So I am all about lots of flavor goes into everything, lots of different dimensions of flavor. So it's not just one taste on your taste bud. You're dealing with multiple tastes on your taste bud. You're dealing with temperature issues and um, textural components to a dish and umami, which is that, that fifth taste, which is really talking about comforting food, that kind of like deep down, soulful, enriching, you know, qualities of food. So I, when I, when I build a recipe, it's about taste, texture, temperature, umami, so that when you eat, you are so satisfied. At the end of the meal, you're like, wow, like that was not only soulful, satisfying, I've got so much energy. I feel happy because I ate that. And you know, if you look at your partner, you go, okay, let's go hit the sheets. It's like a nice added benefit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's like satiating but light. I mean, what a great combination. Because I, I can't Absolutely. tell you how many times my husband and I are like, okay, tonight we're doing it. We're fooling around. We're going to do this. And then we eat a big dinner and we're like, ugh. I, actually, I should say this hasn't right. happened recently because <laughs> we're more aware. But when we were first going out many years ago, this would happen. It's so frustrating. So I'll say to my husband, wait, let's don't eat a big lunch today or because we can like, you know, let's get a quickie in in the afternoon. Or <laughs> But if you're full all the time and like lethargic, what fun is that? It totally. I mean, who? no one's going to feel in the mood after a burger and fries. I'm sorry. You're just not. <laughs> you're going to feel heavy and weighed down. So you, we went for dishes that would digest easily, that are very light, but super energetic and super refreshing and full of flavor. And again, when you eat food that is full of flavor, you are far more satisfied. And when you're far more satisfied, you're happier. And when you're happier, you're more in the mood to want to go fool around. That is for sure. You know, I'd like to offer, if you're listening to Naturally Savvy, and I'll give you an email, uh, if I had to share one dessert recipe, uh, what would you say, Erin? I mean, I love the ooey-gooey brownies, uh, but I also love those truffles. I also love the chocolate mousse because I'm all about the Mexican chocolate, uh, avocado mousse. What do you think? So I'd like to give, I'd like oh, to please tease don't someone with a great recipe. <laughs> It's really hard because I love them all so much. They're so um, good. I'm, I'm a huge chocoholic, so that's why a lot of the recipes yeah. have chocolate in them. And I love dark chocolate. So the almond flour chocolate cake is so good. The brownies oh, are just so ooey, gooey. And something about licking them off mm. your fingers just really, you know, sets the mood for things. Um Definitely. But if you don't like chocolate, you know, we've got you covered as well. The balsamic roasted strawberry shortcakes oh, are yes. gorgeous and amazing because you get, when you roast strawberries in balsamic vinegar, they take on that acidity, that beautiful flavor of the balsamic, and then this almond flour shortcake biscuit that goes along with it. It's buttery and mm. just so hearty, and the two things go together so beautifully. So we've got you covered if you love chocolate. We've got you covered if you don't love chocolate. And one of the most beautiful and fun to eat is the cinnamon sautéed bananas. It couldn't be simpler, but it tastes mm. so decadent. And it's just something that you just, you know, can sit and enjoy and spoon feed each other and just feel light and satisfied afterward. It was so much fun developing the recipes. And of course, developing recipes means tasting recipes. 
recipes, so yes. I got to eat my fair share. And it, all the recipes are things that I like to eat. You know, so there's a there's more than fifty recipes. They're amazing. They're delicious. And yeah, like you said, you're gonna feel better and it just happens to be like, oh, it's a great side effect, you know, side thing that exactly. oh, you're gonna have, you know, a better sex life. <laughs> Yes, and I do want to mention, too, what I love in the book. I mean, it talks about menopause, it talks about hormones, it talks about erectile dysfunction and, and how important it is for eating more flavonoids. It, it and, and, you know, there's wonderful research. It's, it's so fantastic. And another thing, too, I'm really proud of in the book is it talks about trauma. And the reason I bring this up, and I know I'm bringing it up at the end, but, you know, I think it's, it's too simplistic to just be like, eat an apple and go have better sex. It's like, you know what? Some of us have had trauma. Some of us had had, maybe have had, uh, sexual trauma and we need to work through that and there's a wonderful um, MD Barb Dupree and, and she's from Middlesex um, if you go to MiddlesexMD.com she offers some wonderful advice and she has a program for trauma because I didn't want the book to just be simplistic I wanted it to be full of research and have options for people who have a more maybe a deeper issue of why they're not able to connect with their partner so I, I wanted to throw that in there and uh, but on the whole it is a light fun book but it's necessary right Aaron to like really if we're really going to cover sexual health we need to look at the emotions as well and the mental side oh absolutely you got that's the great thing about this book it's not just like a sex manual you know sex and (laughs) is more is deeper than just sex it's about relationships it's about connection it's about passion and you're right I mean if someone has a history of sexual trauma and they don't deal with that and work through that, it will become very difficult to connect with their partner on a very organic, natural, honest, open, loving level. So the fact that you include that, which is something that I think a lot of people exclude and don't address because it's kind of like, you know, the elephant in the room. No one wants to talk about it, but it has to be dealt with. And it whether it has to do with sexual trauma and your ability to have a relationship with your partner or any kind of trauma you've had and your ability to love yourself and then be able to be successful with your other health journeys like losing weight, becoming healthier, becoming a happier person, you have to be able to address those emotional issues. Erin, give us the ways we can find you one more time. Best way to find me is at my website, urockgirl.com. So that's the letter U rockgirl.com Thank you so much for listening to Talk Healthy Today. Please do rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And also, if you want some behind the scenes on Talk Healthy Today or a chance monthly to win my book, Clean Eating Dirty Sex, which is a memoir, cookbook, healthy lifestyle guide. It's The title is just a play on words. Please go to www.lisadavismph.com Sign up for my newsletter and once a month you'll be getting some great information as well as being entered into a contest to win my book so again go to www.lisadavismph.com get more on talk healthy today and keep coming back there's always great information thank you thank you so much for listening to talk healthy today please do rate review and subscribe so you never miss an episode and also if you want some behind the scenes on talk healthy today or a chance monthly to win my book, Clean Eating Dirty Sex, which is a memoir, cookbook, healthy lifestyle guide. It's The title is just a play on words. Please go to 
www.lisadavismph.com. Sign up for my newsletter. And once a month, you'll be getting some great information as well as being entered into a contest to win my book. So again, go to www.lisadavismph.com. Get more on Talk Healthy Today and keep coming back. There's always great information. Thank you.